Chapter Eight of the Homesteader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Blanchard. The Homesteader by Oscar Mugeot. Epoch the Second. Married. Why, why, why? What does this mean? exclaimed little Mother Mary, coming upon them at this minute notwithstanding the fact that she was surprised it was obviously a glad surprise she admired john baptiste and had been much upset over their little controversy she understood the root of the trouble and knew that it had been on account of what baptiste had written and intimated in the letter regarding the elder her husband did not admire real men although of course he was not aware of it in truth he admired no man other than himself and when others did not do likewise he usually found excuses to disagree with them in some manner jean baptiste was not the type of man to make friends with her husband he was too frank too forward too progressive in every way ever to become very intimate with n justine mccarthy to begin with jean had never flattered his vanity as it was not his wont to give undue praise, and as yet he had no reason especially to admire the reverend. That it had not been Orlean who had objected to coming west to marry him, he was aware, nor had it been her mother. It had been N. Justine, who had a way of making his faults and shortcomings appear to be those of others, especially within his family, and in this instance his elder daughter bore the blame what would you expect us to do little mother he said turning a beaming face upon her but orlean i thought i thought oh mother cried john baptiste don't think it will hurt you besides it will not be necessary for you to think any more with regards to us now we are as we were and that is all there is nothing wrong between us never has been nor between you and i now either is there whereupon he drew her down and upon the davenport and placed himself between her and her daughter now let's reason this thing out together he began there is no need for quarrelling we'll leave that to idle disagreeable people the first thing in life is to know what you want and then go get it that's the way i do when i proposed to orlean i did so after due consideration there has been some little disagreement with regards to my coming to get her which was due to the fact that i have been so overrun with work until i really felt i had not the time to spare however here i am and ready to marry her so let's get those who are concerned together and have it over with what do you say to it he said looking from one to the other in the meantime ethel had crept down from upstairs to see what was going on and saw the three on the davenport together with jean baptiste in the middle whereupon she turned and hurried back upstairs to where her husband was with these words clavis clavis she cried all out of breath with exasperation i just wish you'd look just step down there and look why why what is the matter ethel he cried rising from his chair in some excitement Why? 
that's jean baptiste is sitting down there on the davenport with mamma on one side of him and my sister on the other oh is that all he breathed with relief is that all she echoed in derision her narrow little face screwed up well will you well me when that man just comes in here and takes the house and all that's in it oh ethel he argued will you use some sense will i use some sense after what orlene said you remembered well enough what she said no longer than last night when she received that telegram that she was through with that man that she was not going to marry him and had sent his old papers back to him to prove it well now get all excited over the most natural thing in the world have you never seen a woman who never changed her mind especially when there was a man in the case of course i have she shouted i am one who has never changed their mind i agree and that is what's the matter with you so saying he made his getaway to avoid what would have followed now you will have to deal with my husband in regards to this matter mr baptiste admonished mother mary she had given in to him along with orlean it was useless to try to pit their weak wits against a commanding domineering reason the quick logic and searching intuition of jean baptiste so they had quickly resigned to the inevitable and left him to the rock of unreason the reverend n j mccarthy all settled i'll bounce right out and get him on the wire best words to send are please come to chicago today important will that be all right jean baptiste you are wonderful cried orlean and encircled his neck with her arms kissed him impulsively in answer they received by special delivery a letter that night stating that his honor n j was on the way and would arrive the following morning preparations were entered into at once therefore for a simple wedding only ethel holding aloft from the proceedings it was while at the supper table that evening that orlean took upon herself to try to set baptiste right with what was before him in dealing with regards to her father now my dear she said lovingly if you would get along with papa then praise him you understand flatter him a little make him think he's a king oh ho oh, he laughed whereat she was embarrassed that's the bug eh? well she hesitated awkwardly he is rather vain baptiste was thoughtful reverend mccarthy was vain he must be praised if one was to get along with him make him think he was a king his majesty newton justine sounded very well as a title all he needed now then was a crown if necessary for peace in the family he would praise him although it was not to his liking jean baptiste had little patience with people who must be praised in his association he had chosen men men who were too busy to look for or care for praise but he failed to reckon then that he was facing another kind of person one whom he was soon to learn his majesty newton justine arrived on schedule the next morning very serious of expression and apparently tied into the bargain baptiste recalled when he saw him what he had been advised with regards to making him think he was a king well 
sighed baptiste providing his majesty is not a despot we may be able to get along for a day or two later when convenient baptiste attempted and was apparently successful in making the matter so plain that despite his reputed dislike for fair reasoning the elder was compelled to call his daughter and say now orlean you have heard are you in love with this man the melting smile she bestowed him with was quite sufficient so seeing he continued and do you wish to become his wife she looked down into her lap then turned her hands in childish fashion and replied in a very small voice yes then that settles it said the elder and therefore made him very amiable by the morrow arrangements had been completed for a simple little home wedding and at two o'clock the ceremony was performed and when the bride and groom had been kissed according to custom a storm without broke of a sudden and the wind blew and the rain fell in torrents so terrible became the storm that the piano which some one played loudly as if to shut out the roar of the storm outside could hardly be heard and in the meantime so dark did it become that at two thirty the lights had to be turned on the people could hardly distinguish each other in the rooms nor did the storm abate as the afternoon wore on but continued in a mad fury far into the night and the guests were compelled to leave in the downpour and the wind and there were among those who departed many who thought and did not speak they were for the most part the new negro hence loath to admit of superstitions besides they had great respect for the two who were about to start upon matrimony's uncertain journey but regardless of what they might have said openly it was a long time before they forgot End of chapter eight epoch the second married